0: Please help me welcome Mari Collins-Harris to the Mob Mentality Podcast. So today we are going to talk about all things mom life, teaching kids a skill that I think way too many children do not have, which is financial skills, and talk about the app that you and your husband developed together, which is called Shop. So welcome. We're so excited to have you.
1: Thank you. I'm
0: so glad to be on. This is going to be fun today. This is a topic that I don't think enough parents are actually teaching their kids or that we talk about.
1: Yeah, um, I think financial responsibility is one of those things where, you know, maybe you give your kids a couple coins here and there and you teach them like about paper money. But the way we as adults are using money is changing. And we haven't really updated the way we educate our kids. So I, I think it's important to start showing kids like, how to manage money in a virtual world as well as in a physical world.
0: That is so modern and up-to-date. So this is going to be fun. I can only imagine. Like, they should be really good at this with all the technology. Better than we are. But it yeah. probably means they're like way better shoppers than we are, too. I can spend money really easily.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, more money spent isn't the best shopper in my mind. <laughs> like, get the best deals that's a good chopper
0: yeah that's so fun that's that's mom right there mom mentality for sure so if you wouldn't mind just tell us a little bit about yourself what does life look like for you
1: yeah so um i am the mother of three kids my youngest is four and then i have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old so it's very noisy and chaotic in my home um And my husband and I uh, started our app, Shop together in around 2020, and we've been working on it as a team. I'm kind of the creative lead. I call myself the driving wheel, and he's the motor. So I have the vision. He makes it happen.
0: Oh, that's fun. So have y'all always done business together, or is this something that's a new venture for you both? We've we've dabbled in a few things, um,
1: but I, I think he's kind of a serial entrepreneur, and I'm kind of an idea person. So, um, yeah, this is kind of our first real big venture together. That's but fun. It's fun
0: I love something that you actually have in your bio that whenever I was, you know, doing some prep for this, you were like, I've always been really successful, very, you know, very driven as far as, professionally, I guess that goes for you. Mm -hmm. And then you became a mom and you're like, this is one of the most humbling experiences of all. That (laughs) caught my attention. So can you tell me about that? Like, how did that shift happen for you? Well, I feel like
1: through my life up until motherhood, it was like, if I wanted good grades, I'd study, I'd get them. If I wanted to get better at a sport, I'd practice, I'd get better. If I wanted to you know, raise money, I'd work hard, I'd raise money it's like there's a goal and i could work towards it and then eventually reach it and that came relatively easy to me so when mother when i was pregnant and like getting ready to have a baby i was like okay i'm gonna be the best mom i'm gonna do like no screens no sugar like i'm gonna teach my baby to lift his head up he's gonna be like off to harvard by the time he's four you know just (laughs) like very um very naive because I hadn't spent a lot of time around kids before, um, actually having one of my own. They realized that as much as we can control, try to control our own path, we cannot control the path of another little human who is already making, you know, their own choices from the moment they're born. So, Mm -hmm. you know, feeding a baby is not, your uh, your choice. It's like lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink. It's the same. You can like yeah. try to breastfeed a baby, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You can't force a baby to sleep. You can't force a baby to like potty train. Um, you have to learn the tricks of the trade and like help them learn to do it. So it was it was a very humbling experience to figure out that I couldn't just like white knuckle it and um, make motherhood perfect. Did that help you going into the second one? I had much lower expectations, but I feel like I'm still humbled every day. I have three kids and I still expect to be able to control a path for them and I can't. And Mm -hmm. I learn that every day. I I guess I'm a little dense in that way because I keep making that same mistake of like, oh, I'll just tell them to make their beds and then they'll do it. No, that's not worked ever before and it's not gonna work now. You gotta find a different way.
0: Yeah, I love that Still on I, that journey. It is, it's a continual journey. And I feel like whether you are an entrepreneur, if you are a mom and an entrepreneur for sure, that it is just a constant process and a in a learning curve. <laughs> I have very similar, mm-hmm. similar experience of becoming a first-time mom, not around a lot of kids. And then my son came along and we want to be perfect. We want to do everything right. And then there's all those, these professionals and others input of how it's supposed to go. And then come to find out I had an autistic child that's like, okay, no wonder none of these things were working. (laughs) And I'm not, I wasn't such a bad mom, but it was like, it was very humbling. So I can totally relate to that.
1: Well, and it's, it's easy to go down that Google spiral too. It's like, you go look for help. You look for um, advice. And it's not like one wise woman from your village telling you how it is. It's like a million different like quasi experts mixed with quacks who are just telling you no matter what you're doing, you're doing it wrong.
0: So yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. It is tough. Being a mom, I feel like is one of the most rewarding and the most challenging job out there. Like when I was in corporate America, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought that was hard. And I'm like, now just being with my kids, I'm like, they are teaching me things all the time. And I have to work on managing my emotions and how I respond way more than I did with people cussing at me every day. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) that doesn't sound like a great corporate America, but- Hopefully you'll never um, get there with your kids, right?
0: Uh, let's hope not. We're going to do everything. We can to be <laughs> control that one. So let's let's just even like dive into talking about ketchup. So would you mind yeah. just explaining what that is? And then what led you to discover that there was a need for this?
1: Yeah. Um, I'll start with your second question first. Okay. Um, I, the need for ketchup arose because we were seeing it in our own family. Um, it started when my kids started getting old enough to want the things that their friends had. So like a Lego set or um, like a robotic system, whatever it was, Uh, like, I want this, I want that, I want this. You know, and anyone who's gone to like a Walmart or a Target or somewhere like that with their kid and walked down the toy aisle, it's like crazy. Kids trying to grab stuff, kids like begging and you go into no mode and I hate being no, it's too expensive. No, it's poorly made. No, 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 no. Um, and so I didn't want to teach my kids that if they bug me enough, either I'll say yes or I'll blow up at them because that's kind of where it was. It was like I'd say no, they'd bug me. And then either like I'd cave in and let them have what they wanted or I'd get mad and like lose my cool. So I was like, what's a way that I could say, yes, I can feel good about it and they can feel good about it too. And so the conditions for that were, you know, the product has to be the right thing, I'm not going to buy like a gun or, you know, something inappropriate for my child, and I also want them to understand the value of money. So I want them to be contributing towards that item as well, instead of just, you know, the bank of mom is always there. Mm -hmm. So if they, if it's okay with me that they have it and they can afford it, then I need to be able to let them do it. So My, my son was uh, working on raising money for a toy and then we went online to try and buy it. And I was like, okay, you like made it. This is awesome. And we go on Amazon and it's like, there's a hundred thousand RC cars and each one looks exactly like the other one. It's really hard for kids to understand like, Why can't they afford it? Because it's like one click and you can buy it. Who cares that I only have $25 and this is a hundred. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Why can't I buy it? So I looked for something that would help show my child, like, okay, here's your goal. And you've worked your way up. Here's what you can afford. And there's nothing like that out there, Um, at least for like a younger age set. Mm -hmm. So we built it. Um, Ketchup is an app where... It's like a child-led shopping app, but it's collaborative with the parent because parents can always veto um, any purchase before it's final. So you're not going to have like a surprise pony showing up in, the <laughs> door. Um, and you know your kid has to have saved enough money in order to buy it for themselves. So it's teaching those like financial responsibility and like in a sense budgeting um, early lessons, as well as like creating a more cohesive home environment because you aren't having to say no all the time it's a yeah once you earn the money you can totally buy that crazy toy you want
0: yeah so how does it work how is it more child and parent driven
1: um so the way it works is a kid has a shop which is basically like an assortment of things they might be interested in And this can be physical items like a new bike or a skateboard, or it can be like a trip to the ice cream shop with your best friend. It can be a party. It can be anything. You can create your own items, whatever you want. And then um, the child and parent can both curate that list and um, set a price on things. Um, Obviously, if you're buying something that's online, the price is already set. And the parent can send virtual money to the child through the app. So it's like, oh, you, you know, mowed the lawn. Here's five dollars. You, you know, helped grandpa with his chores. Here's ten dollars. And so, as the child um, makes more and more money, they can see which items they can afford. And if they can't afford something but really want it, they can set a goal for themselves. And so, being able to see that line get closer and closer to like yes you can achieve your goal. Um so then once they uh once they decide they're going to buy something they check out which is essentially asking mom and dad to buy it for them. And so at that point money is removed from their account and then the parent has the choice to say yes, you can buy it or and I will check out for you or no, this is not appropriate and the money goes back to the kid.
0: Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. What have you discovered from this? Like being able to implement this in your own family? Oh my gosh. So many lessons. Um, A lot of them
1: were, at first I was a little disheartened because it had kind of the opposite effect where all of a sudden it was like a lot of little tchotchkes coming into the house. Like, oh man, I just enabled my kid to like add more chaos to our home. But honestly, it didn't last very long. Like within a couple purchases. It was like a toy would break or get lost or they'd lose interest. And then you could, you would see the kids start doing that mental accounting. Like, oh man, I spent like $14 on this thing and it's like broken already. Like, well, yeah. Let, like you want to talk about it? What, what else yeah. could you have done with that money? And so it kind of opened up the opportunity to have those conversations where you talk about the value of things. You talk about like a cost benefit analysis. And I started seeing my kids making more conscious decisions about how they spent their money, saving up more instead of instead of thinking I have five dollars. What can I get for five dollars? It's I have five dollars, which brings me closer to my goal of a new bike. Um, Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's it's really helped my children start like thinking about money as a tool rather than as something that they can use to exchange immediately um yeah that's been huge
0: that's awesome i love that it's like being able to open up even room for this conversation of realizing it's like okay yeah this thing broke and is this how do you feel about that that you spent so much time and energy in order to get this and then now we don't have it anymore was this something that you were taught growing up? Like were you taught lessons about money, or was that something you didn't really get into until adulthood?
1: Um, I feel like I was given a certain amount of autonomy at a relatively young age. My my parents would pay me for chores and stuff. Um, and you know, I had like a shoebox full of coins that I would like dig around in to buy candy, but we didn't really have those conversations about like what do I want to use my money for? It was more like petty spending money, which I think is like the mindset most people have with their kids. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're small, you have small expenses. I'll take care of all the big stuff. Like we'll buy you things because you're a child, but it's been really cool. Like I've bought fewer things for my kids in the last couple of years than before because my children are buying them for themselves and it makes them value them differently. You know, yeah. those toys that they pay money for, they clean them up, they put them away. The toys that I buy for them, they get stepped on, left out in the grass, pieces get lost. It like it doesn't carry the same value.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So, yeah, we've we've switched to like, you know, for birthdays and Christmas and stuff, we buy our kids presents. But if we're out and about and my child wants something, I don't buy them anything anymore. It's like, well, do you have the money. You know, obviously, yeah. like school clothes and stuff, we buy. But if they Probably. lose them, they yeah. buy. They have to replace them themselves.
0: <laughs> that's really cool. Like, they're teaching a whole different level of, I feel like, skill set and responsibility. Sorry, I'm moving around a lot. Anybody that's watching yeah, on here, I can like, hear I had, some. I can hear I had, some little people. I had in a there. little <laughs> one sneak, sneak in on me. So hold on, one second. This is real. Uh-huh. This is real mom life as we talk about it right it now. It really is. Yep. I'm like that's what we do around here I talk about keeping it authentic and that's what we have okay I'm sorry we will shut him out yep I'm like that's what it is it is sorry and everyone get that
1: balance.
0: yep I'm like we yeah, had one sneak in he's pulled me all over the place anybody on video so but this is so important because Even as we're looking at, I feel like all the issues going on with little ones nowadays from just being completely unhealthy to not being taught in school, like real life skill sets. Mm -hmm. And I feel like money is a big one that kids are taught. Oh, let's, you know, let's have these ridiculous ways to do math problems now, which don't even make any sense to me, but we look at, okay, how do you manage money? That's something that kids and i know that i feel like we should have even been taught growing up in school that is going to have an actual benefit on your life and how you function yeah for sure i I think it's ridiculous that we
1: don't learn these things in like formal institutions Mm -hmm. and you know nowadays there are more programs out there for older kids though it tends like there's prepaid debit cards and you know, like little credit cards. But if you have a young child, like having them have a credit card that they could lose or they could like shop independently on Amazon, like I don't want my kid to see all the things that Amazon sells. I would never let my kid loose on there because it's like the first thing they search is like, guns or butt stuff or you know, it's it's like it's it's a wild world out there and I'm not ready for my eight-year-old to be using a credit card to buy things online. So we we are kind of that stopgap between like young kids who are completely dependent and older kids who are a little more out in the world. But we're we're trying to help the children who are in that middle ground and kind of still dependent on mom and dad, but like learning to navigate the world themselves.
0: One of the things that you said could be added into the shop, which I think is so important and neglected is that time or activities can actually Mm -hmm. be a reward and something that you invest your money in. Like, have you found your kids spend their money on anything like that with you all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've had um, a couple pizza parties sponsored by the kids, which was really fun. Um, we also have some family vacations that are up there and it's not, you know, obviously a family vacation for a family of five is like thousands of dollars, which, you know, our kids are never going to make, but, you know, we ask them to put in a portion of that such that it's costly for them the same way it's costly for us, you know, on a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. but you know, if our child is saving up $200, like they can buy one of their airline tickets. It's like, that's amazing. Or they can, you know, yeah. pay for a dinner or something like that. Like it might be just a small fraction of the larger cost, but showing them that these things don't come for free. Like hotels don't just open their doors for free and you can't just walk onto an air uh, airplane without paying for it. So giving them like a little taste of the fact that like, the good things in life you have to sacrifice for, um, is, is really impactful. And so far, you know, the highest value experience we've done is like a pizza party, which, you know, is a lot for a kid to sponsor for themselves. That is great.
0: Yeah. I just love the fact of like being able to actually spend money on time and experiences other than just stuff. And yeah, there's just a never ending supply of stuff. And I mean, if you have a six and an eight year old that is like, I want to have a pizza party for my family. That's pretty significant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's funny. uh, I felt like it was a little like crack that we hadn't really explored. And our kids would be like, Oh, mom and dad, I want to do a mommy daddy date with you. Let's go to the movies and get dinner and get popcorn. And then we'll do this. And it was like, I see mommy, daddy date means we pay for you to do all this fun stuff, which, you know, does sound great. And I want I want to spend time with you. Mm -hmm. But like. In this in this family where we are very interested in making sure our kids like understand the value of the things that we provide for them, I also want them to understand that, like, you know, we can go for a walk for free. We can, you know, go to the park for free. But if we want to do these more expensive things, that takes money.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so great. I love that. Why do you feel like, so even like when you developed this, it's like why, and even now, like why do you feel like it's so important to be able to make this resource available to, Mm -hmm. I mean, to others? Because this is something that you could have completely did within your own household.
1: Yeah, Um, I think a lot of it is. We started because I wanted to reduce the stress in our own home. I think the financial literacy side of things is important, but it's something that I thought about as kind of a byproduct of the original problem. And the original problem was like this conflict that comes in parenthood and seems inherent in being a modern parent where your child's being advertised to. They're being um, seduced by the new toys that their friends have. and They always want something from you. And I'm a no mom and I don't want to be the no mom. And so Mm -hmm. I hated having to be like the mean guy and it was conflict. It was like fighting. And I wanted to find a way to say yes. And I think I've seen that in a lot of other households where people are overwhelmed with the amount of stuff in their house where parents and kids like, either the kid gets everything they want and the parent worries about spoiling them. Like that's a terrible feeling. You're trying to make your kid happy, but you're doing something that feels unhealthy for them. Like it, it stinks. Um, And then there's also like, are you being the best parent you can be? And Mm -hmm. what is, what is the best parent? You know, like, is it giving them the thing or not giving them the thing this way? It's kind of a little bit of both. You can give them the thing, but, they are getting it for themselves.
0: It reminds me of something that is like is relatively new to me is hearing about the like the young Sephora girls right now. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know this was a thing. And then it's like all these young girls, I mean eight, ten years old, that are so into Sephora and spending all this crazy amount of money on cosmetics, which even to adulthood, I still struggle with that. I'm like, okay, I really like these things, but this is ridiculous how much this stuff costs. And for for young girls, like I can only, my daughter's only 12 months, but I can just imagine like she would be such the girly girl and want all the things. And it'd be like, how are you gonna explain to her that it's like, this lip gloss is $25. Yeah. And And like,
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like if your kid is, you know, either getting an allowance or uh, being paid for chores, they're feeling like the price of that lip gloss. And it might be like your kid might be a fancy kid who wants to have the $25 lip glosses and that makes sense for her. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe she's going to grow up into a fancy adult who is like wearing fur coats in her Lamborghini and great <laughs> for her. But, you know, it's it's a way to figure it out before they're 18 and they put a down payment on a car and realize like, oh, I can't afford the monthly payments on this, you know, or yes. like it it's helping them make those mistakes early and feeling that buyer's remorse when they do buy an expensive thing. And they're like, oh, this is exactly like the drugstore brand, except like shinier yep. packaging. Um. Wow. And so letting them learn those lessons before the stakes get too high, like it sucks to see your kid like unhappy with a purchase or sad because something broke, but I'd much rather see that than see my adult child in like deep, deep debt
0: or, Mm -hmm. um,
1: getting into financial trouble down
0: the line. Yep. Yep. The one thing that I feel like I can totally relate to that you said is just like being the no mom. And it's like, we have so much responsibility on us as parents. Like we want to teach them right for wrong. We want to provide them with all of the best Mm -hmm. things. And I think that's also where this parental burnout comes into such a play is like we constantly feel like we have to work and provide and do all these things for our kids. Well, what if we actually take some of that stress off of ourselves, just like being able to push power? To them to make their own little financial purchases it does take a little bit of that pressure off of like i have yes. to be the one to do it all the time like what are you going to do yeah. to help mommy in order to get it
1: <laughs> yeah i once made um like a mental flow chart of what it takes to make a decision and it was like okay first of all i have to think like do i even want my kid to own this thing yes or no like do i think the price is right uh do i have the money right now was my kid good today were they nice yesterday have i had my coffee yet like do we have time to wait in line it was like this whole big math equation that happens in a second or several seconds and like that's a mental load that you have to carry and being able mm-hmm. to offload that and say like okay i can't take everything off but i can say like yes this is appropriate the rest of it is up to you like if you think that price is appropriate i don't but That's your money. You make the Mm -hmm. choice. Um, Are you willing to wait six weeks for it to ship? That's up to you. Like, that's not on me anymore. And so being able to, like, offload that mental, like, mental work that you have to do with every single one of those teeny tiny decisions really adds up. And it can help reduce stress a lot just by, like, involving your child in making those decisions.
0: I like that so much is it, there's constant decision fatigue. And it's like, we have enough decision fatigue on like what we have to control when it comes to our own health and our work and, and our kids on the things that really yeah. matter. And it's yeah, like this is one of those things. Stuff. Yeah. I like this a lot. So what do you feel like even are some like other everyday activities that you even implement in your own home to just, help relieve even some of that decision fatigue and to push more responsibility to them that you're like, this could help other moms. Yeah,
1: Um, we have dabbled in lists. I feel like lists always work for a little while until they don't, but um, we try and keep them relatively short. So a lot of like our bedtime rules, we only have three. It's, It's like our bedtime rules are feet on the bed, quiet voices, kiss and hug from someone you love. And so within that, it's like if they want to sit in their bed and like whisper to each other, fine with me. I prefer they go to sleep, but as long as it's quiet and like not my problem, as long as I don't have to get involved, that's fine. And so like not saying it has to be quiet, you have to go to bed, like shut your eyes. It it makes it a little easier because then it's like you're putting in boundaries where it's like you're not like controlling them, but you're also not. Just saying, like, uh, oh, you guys figure it out. I don't care if you're tired tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. um, starting to put like very loose lists in place. Like we have our dinner time list, which is like you have to sit in your chair. Or you have to um, use a fork and a spoon and a knife and a napkin. Um, and then you uh, can't have more food until you finish what you have. You don't have to finish what you have. I'm never going to force you to eat, but like. I made a pie and I'm going to eat it tonight.
0: So I hope you can join me. <laughs> that's fun. What, how have you done this in your, even your own life? I love this. as like little short oh, boundaries gosh. and rules.
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I guess it's more like the things that I need that I've learned that I need in my own life in order to stay sane. And like, that is usually something like, um, I need to exercise daily or at least like, you know, get outside, take a walk, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to make something like maybe not every day, but I think every human is creative. I like as a child identified as a very creative person, but now it's like I think everyone's creative. So whether it's like making food or like doing a drawing or, you know, redesigning a Bathroom, like I got to make something that's part of my mental health. Um, and then like connection with people, um, making sure that like, I check in with my kids, at least like making eye contact, giving a cuddle, like really seeing each other for even like five minutes. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a long time, but you know, just like calming down all the things that I have to do and having that like, Hey,
0: how are we doing today? Mm-hmm. That's so nice. And those things right there keep you centered. Like yeah. they help you take care of your health. I like that. It's like you hit on like these basic needs that I think we all have, but we think and feel like they have to be so big. Mm-hmm. And it's like five minutes of, you know, looking at each kid in the eye and saying, Hey, like, where are we at? Are we good? Yeah. It- yeah, You are like, that's reasonable. But then, like, why is it so hard to do? Oh, my gosh.
1: And especially, like, when the tension is high, like, if you're trying to get out of the house for school or, like, trying to get kids down for bed. Um, I've been one of the tricks I've been trying to do with my youngest is, like, when I'm stressed out and he's stressed out and we're kind of like, ah, like, I just need you to brush your teeth. Come, like, come here and hold still instead of, like, trying to reason with him and talk him into it which like just totally shuts him down he's like no um I've been doing a little I'll like hold his hand and I'll like trace my finger around his hand and sing a little song to him and it's like I learned it from an Instagram video and it's it was like magic it's like around around the teddy bear goes around around the garden around, around the teddy bear goes And then I give him a little kiss. So I'll do that maybe once or twice, but it like calms his body. It's like a gentle touch and a moment of connection. Mm -hmm. And like, even since I've learned it, I've had to remind myself because I haven't learned it to be my first nature yet. And so I'm like, Oh yeah. Like trying to convince him to do this isn't working. Like what he needs is to feel seen and heard and loved. And so um yeah i'm i'm trying to be better at seeing and hearing
0: loving i think that's every mom We we all (laughs) go through that and it's like when they (laughs) get when they're worked up and then we get worked up it's not doing any of us any good Mm -hmm. and having a three-year-old that is autistic and has some major meltdowns and we have some moments i know that it's like it is a process and it's continually like learning and tapping into that and just even recognizing in yourself. It's like, all right, Mari, like I'm I'm getting all worked up here. Like what's going yeah. on? Like we need to dial it down and like having that own self-talk and awareness. So that way you can actually meet the needs of your kid too. That's yeah. really cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that little connection, that mind-body connection piece. That's so cool. So if you wouldn't mind telling us like where can where can we find the app? I know I have the website in the description. Like is that the best spot? Where can people connect with you to find out more? Yeah,
1: um, that is the best spot. You can okay. um, you can use the web app on your computer, or you can download the app and use it on your phone. Um, our website is ketchup, dot com, um, And then, you know, we're also on, you know, the Google Play and Apple Store. Um, but, you know, if you go to our website, you can kind of check it out and learn a little bit more, some tricks of the trade. And uh, also download it from there.
0: Uh, is there anything that y'all are looking at adding to the app that you've discovered? Oh Maybe. gosh, I feel like we've <laughs> we've added
1: so many things that I haven't even talked about here. Like you can donate to charities, and you can set recurring allowances, and you know we have a lot going on. So <clears throat> at this point, we're looking for feedback, honestly, from our users to find out like what do they want to see, which which items are they using the most, um, like we have a wish list and like we we see a lot of people using it for christmas but um is that something we need to offer year round um yeah so yeah it's uh it's at this point we're kind of going through and trying to figure out like where to put our resources
0: that's fun so you everybody heard permission to give feedback to get, yes, make please. A button. it is it directly like is there a place in the app that people can leave feedback on
1: yeah yeah um or you can email hi at ketchup.com um that's our like catch all email but um i look at all of those so if you have suggestions or you love it um let me know
0: yes thank you well this has been a lot of fun i think you're doing something really amazing and i know definitely when my kids get to a point where it's a it's a skill that i want to be able to teach them And I love that there's various rewards and ways to be able to set that up. So we'll be using it.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having me on. This was so much fun chatting with you.
0: Yes, it's been great. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon.